0: Eight minutes past two o'clock, you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Tuesday afternoon. And since it's Tuesday, it's time to hear from our Tuesday reporter, Andrew Dembina. And this week, Andrew Dembina interviews veteran Californian winemaker, Rosemary Cakebread, the owner of boutique Napa Valley Valley winery, Galekka. Hi, I'm Rosemary Cakebread, the winemaker for Gallica Wines, which is located in Napa Valley, California.
1: So, Rosemary, you're based in Napa Valley. You've been working at top producer Spotswood in St. Helena, known for its prized Cabernet Sauvignon. You were there for 15 years. That's um, establishing quite a reputation as winemaker and consultant. How did you make the decision to go off and start your own winery? <laughs>
0: Let's see. Um, I, first of all, loved my experience working at Spotswood, uh, making wine and- and, uh, managing their vineyards. What a dream job in a, uh, just an amazing vineyard. Mm. I decided I'm always kind of pushing the envelope and wanting to do new things, new experiences, so I decided in 2006 one of the things I really wanted to do was make wine for myself.
1: So, all of the wines that you've produced so far would be in a style and using varietals that you would like to be drinking yourself?
0: Exactly. So, I love Cabernet Sauvignon and i cut my teeth. My very first job in Napa Valley was working for Inglenook, and so I started started with Cabernet Sauvignon I then went and worked in the sparkling wine world for seven years I worked for Mum Napa Valley I had a great experience there and then I came full circle back again uh, to Spotswood making Cabernet Sauvignon and that is the wine that I make the most of it's our flagship wine for Gallica.
1: So Cabernet Sauvignon is a varietal that most people who are familiar with Napa Valley may think of but you have chosen some other varietals Um, you're doing a Grenache Syrah Moldova blend, Rhone Valley kind of blend, and also an Albariño white, a straight Grenache that uh, that I tried recently in Napa Valley myself. Are you deliberately wanting to try things that people may not be associating Napa Valley with?
0: Sure. I love experimentation. I love learning more. And I love making wines that I enjoy drinking Mm. uh, myself. So in addition to Cabernet Sauvignon, as you said, we only make one white wine. We make and Albarino. We make a 100% Grenache. All of our wines are single vineyard. so um, the salespeople tell me uh, there's too many of them, but I really enjoy single vineyard wines yeah. from organic vineyards.
1: And you do actually take some of your grapes uh, from outside of Napa Valley, don't you?
0: Yes, I do. While I'm firmly committed to Napa Valley, I live in Napa Valley. I love it. I've been there since 1979. I do enjoy wines uh, and making wines from... From other areas so for example mm. the Abrino that we make is from a three four hour drive away from where we live in a place called calaveras and then also i make some wine from sonoma valley in napa valley um we grow Primarily, 60% of the fruit that is grown in Napa Valley is Cabernet Sauvignon mm-hmm. or the Bordeaux varieties. So in order to make some of the wines that I wish to make, I've had to seek them other places. Mm-hmm. And as winemakers, we spend a ton of time outside. Yeah. And I love that's the best part of my job is getting boots and pair of jeans on and just being outdoors. And I love being able to visit these vineyards that i'm really fortunate to work with
1: you're visiting hong kong at the moment i know that you've come over here before is much of your time spent traveling and have you had any interesting surprises pairing some of your wines with foods that you've tried on your travels
0: well i'm not a very good cook in fact in our family my husband bruce is the chef he makes 99 oh, of really? the food he does but i love to eat And I love going to restaurants, and that's one of the beautiful things that you have here in Hong Kong. You have an abundance of great restaurants. So um, I really enjoy coming to Hong Kong, and I travel um, a bit. It's really important for me to be out in the market and understand and see what's going on in the rest of the world and see how we stack up and, Mm. and what our competitors are doing. So, yes, I do a fair bit of travel. I'm always learning about foods that can go with our wines, and that's a really important component because, after all, we're selling wine, but people want to know how to enjoy them. For example, with the arborino, I'm always learning new things, and it's surprisingly that goes very well with most Asian foods and, in fact, Cantonese food, Chinese food, and the flavors that come from things with soy and ginger and seafood. So, yes, I would say I'm always always learning and appreciating uh, food from different regions. So um, with the albariño, it's the wine that we make that has the highest amount of acidity. It's lowest in alcohol. Mm. And I think for those reasons, and it's very floral in its presentation, and I think that's why it makes a beautiful accompaniment to most Asian foods with, you know, things like ginger and fruit flavors and soy and things salty and, and right. salty, a little touch of sweetness.
1: Now, you mentioned your great cook, your husband, Bruce Cakebread. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> he was heading up... Bread sellers until retiring from that last year. How was that? Being in charge of different wineries, was there any competitiveness uh, <laughs> along the way?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> uh, in a very subtle way. No, <laughs> we're each other's uh, biggest fans. Um, and I really love the wines that he makes and what he does on a much larger scale. And he's my, my, you know, he's really my biggest champion as well. And actually, we don't really talk about wine too much at home. We have other things that are part of our lives so we try to leave work you know at work and just to enjoy each other's companies we have a beautiful garden we have vineyards we mm. have children we have grand grandchildren now so
1: plenty of other things to talk about plenty
0: of other things to talk about <laughs> yeah so bruce Cakebread, um he stepped back from uh his day-to-day job which is yeah. being the president of Cakebread sellers and and he's kind of transcended into um there's another president of the company he's continuing to do all the international marketing he's still very active with the Napa Valley Vintners. He's on some outside boards for University of California, so he's still very busy.
1: As a uh, roving ambassador for the wine region, as you are right now visiting Hong Kong, being on the road, um, what can you tell us that excites you about wines being made across Napa Valley and maybe a couple of the bordering areas, Sonoma and other neighboring regions? What's exciting about Napa Valley now?
0: You know, I've been making wine in Napa. I've been there since 1979 was my Mm. very first job, and so I've seen lots of changes. Yeah. And there's a lot of excitement going on right now. We're seeing new vineyards that are being replanted and we're learning a lot about climate change and how to make vineyards better, how to look at vineyards uh, in terms of their orientation, what grows best on those sites. So I think we're always evolving. And I'm really excited to see there's a lot of younger people huh. coming into the industry, you know, kids that just graduated from various universities are coming into the mix and they're bringing their new ideas and new energy. So I think that's really positive as well. And I think that the wines are just getting better and better. There was a period of time where I thought the alcohol and oh, yeah. the wines were maybe a bit too high, yeah. maybe the wine's a bit too big and rich. Yeah. And I think that we've learned from our competitors and we we're kind of dialing it back, we meaning sort of the collective we, and I'm really pleased. I've tasted wines from the 15, 16, 17 vintages and I think that they just stand um, out in the crowd and I think that they compete with any wines in the world right now.
1: So it sounds like the future is bright from what you're saying with sensitivity that's being used in winemaking with some of the young blood that's coming in. What about the fact that we do hear about you mentioned climate change. Is there um, much being done about keeping the vicinity safe as possible from fire? Is that all happening to preserve all this?
0: Sure one of the things I think we can be really proud of and I think the Napa Valley Vintners uh, certainly are instrumental in this is uh, Napa Green so we have a very high percentage of vineyards and wineries that are part of the Napa Green movement whether they're certified organic biodynamic so all these changes are, are really positive ones and then I think on the vineyard front New plantings, um, they will really be sensitive to climate change in terms of orientation, trellising, water use, whether you use shade cloth, whether we use misters. All those things are really going to speak to higher degree of wine quality.
1: And finally then, Rosemary, um, what do you have planned to keep your different interests alive in producing wines that you personally think that you're going to really love?
0: So in the uh, 2019 vintage, every vintage I love to do something new and we're always trying to learn, trying to push the envelope a bit. The 2019 vintage, we made an estate rosé. So we've never, I've never made yeah. rosé before, and we didn't want to just do a saigné rosé. We wanted to make a rosé where we actually took the grapes and pressed them, whole yeah. cluster, and then barrel fermented them. So oh. um, it's uh, dry, and it's in barrels, and we're going to bottle it in March. So uh, it's really exciting, and it's fun, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful to look at the color.
1: Exciting. Yeah, so so that will be released next year. I hope we see some of it in Hong Kong. We
0: hope to bring it here.
1: Yeah. Thanks very much, Rosemary. Uh-huh.
0: Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you today. And that was Rosemary Cake Bread speaking with our food and drink reporter, Andrew Dambina, on this Tuesday afternoon.